college football fans. Welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall. I'm Chris, and we're here to break down week six, the week that was. whole bunch of stuff went on. As it turns out, uh, what is it, uh, October 9th, Texas is not back just yet. But let's see how this thing plays out. Uh, crystal ball for Miami messed up <laughs> really bad. That probably, that will not probably, that led the way as far as bad, uh, calls or non calls <laughs> to do certain things like take a knee. I think we've seen that like five or six times this season. Uh, as far, but he led the pack there. Give uh, credit to Georgia Tech for going for it. Just saying, F it. Um, a wild one between Mizzou and LSU. Same with USC and Zona, who got down to Zona. What was it, seventeen to zip or something like that? Um, Ole Miss, Arkansas. That was a fun one. We had a lot of great games, um, including A and M in Bama. That young quarterback looking like he turned the corner. So there's a variety of items to get to. We were just talking about. Uh, before we hit record, we were talking about the plus numbers against the spread. You know, this year I've done pretty good against the spread. I think I was three of five uh, this last week. Um, and there's a couple against the spreads here on Monday afternoon, late afternoon, I should say, um, that kind of make you go, hmm, interesting. So we'll obviously, you know, go through all that stuff. And then week, uh, I almost said week eight, week seven, preview and predict, go through, the, you know, like I said, all the plus numbers, the betting lines and whatnot. The biggest matchup, though, it really kind of belongs to the Pac-12 this week. Um, you know, Oregon State, Ukula, that's a great matchup. But Washington and Oregon, I mean, that has implications, obviously. ton of good matchups. Like I said, some plus numbers out there. That make it go like Wyoming plus ten and a half to Air Force. I don't know, man. To me, you got to take a flyer out on that one. You, you just have to. Maybe it's recency bias, but whatever it is, I don't know. I really don't know. But anyway, um, you know, so we'll get to this stuff in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball sh- College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show directly there. You can find this here college ball show under the Ropadope Radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Google Podcasts. Download the podcast app, uh, PodBay, and a variety of other platforms. Just Google it. Also, uh, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com. And Sports News 24. And one more thing, Direct TV Stream. The MLB postseason is here. Sign up and catch every game live on Direct TV Stream. Uh, you know, obviously we already had the wild card round. Uh, all the way to the World Series. No satellite dish, no cable box required. For a limited time, save $30 when you sign up today. Choose the Direct TV Stream package. That's right for you, starting at $64.99. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in my co-host. We're going to start with recapping what was a very eventful week six in college football. Well, well, well. Um, I was one and one 
in the uh, the biggest game of the day, as we know, the Red River Shootout, Showdown, whatever the hell you want to call it. I had minus three Texas. Obviously, we know how you know that went, but I had the over at sixty and a half, and it took all the way to like what fifteen seconds to get there, but they finally got it. So I was one and one, but yeah. Um, bad start for the QB, um, on Texas early on. And then that prevent defense, uh, the first and goal for Texas, you know, I don't know out of 10 times if it's going to be five, five or six, four or seven to three Texas. I don't know. We'll find out later. We'll find out more, but at this point, Texas ain't back. And the Sooners may overachieve this year, sir. Yes. Uh, you know, that game, just with the way the crowd is set up where you're at the stadium, and I, I've been to it once, uh, it's a cool vibe. You got the fans split kind of down the middle. It's, it's Bowl. the State Fair, right? That's what they call it. Yeah, them. it's at the State Fair, yeah. So um, that, that place, it, it's always just kind of in a frenzy. But in fairness, like, I remember I looked up at the television, watched that game with my buddy, and I was like, holy shit, it has been only six minutes. You've had three turnovers. Like, that right. that probably was, I would say, the most enjoyable game to watch all year as, a, like, a non-biased fan. Like, that thing had everything in it. So, man, uh, Oklahoma definitely has improved their defense. Um Despite the the hatred I know from my good OU friends of Lincoln Riley leaving, uh, with Venables coming in, they needed to improve their defense because they've always had a, a good offense with Lincoln Riley. Obviously, now they've switched that a little bit. But, Chris, it, it wasn't the Oklahoma defense of, like, dude, we're just going to give up 55 and hope we score 60 on Texas. Like, actually, the defense looked respectable, which is rare to see for Oklahoma. So I think – Venables is slowly kind of working his magic there for defense, and you said it, it was shown on the uh, goal line stand. Texas has four plays from the one slash two, and they can't score. That normally doesn't happen in college football, so credit to them. Now, Especially that with be, that line, that offensive line that returns. Yeah. You know? And, and, but now, with that being said, what many people continue to ask is, you got you to gotta learn what Philly does. Just, hey, just do a quarterback sneak. Or the, or the, what they're calling out, like the tush push, just like, hey, put a big guy behind the quarterback and push him in. Like, it is kind of weird how people do try so many plays, but like, dude, do a quarterback sneak. I don't think everybody can do that, though. I'll say that. First of all, the quarterback's big. Second of all, they got the best offensive line in the league, probably. So I wouldn't say every team can do that, but I hear your point. Yeah, so I, the quarterback's Hey, I mean, Minnesota did it, all, you know, two sneaks, not the push, but we did two sneaks yesterday on third and one with Cousins, and he's a little dude. Yeah, so I don't know. But, uh, again, that, that football game had everything. It had turnovers. It had drama. It had blocked punts. I mean, that was a really enjoyable game. Uh, so, obviously, it it's usually It had defense. Let's not forget oh, well, that. Well, and, and then to get down, because there will be kind of a theme this week of coaches making poor decisions, and Sark does kind of take a little bit of a heat for this one because with four minutes to go, the game is tied, and you start to run down the field, but you're doing it in a really – it was kind of like they are doing a hurry-up offense. Like, it, it, if you – I actually rewatched the game today, and it's – what were you in a hurry for? Like, you're you're snapping the right. ball with like, 20 seconds left on the clock, and you know there's, like, four minutes to go, like, three minutes to go. 
but what was the desire to be in a hurry when you know you're playing a team whose offense is pretty good? And with how the math played out, Oklahoma got the ball back to 80 seconds, but unfortunately, even with that, Texas was up three because I believe Texas was on like the mid-30s, 35, 36, whatever, something around that area. And it's third and 10, and you do a, a simple handoff. So it was almost like a very conservative approach of like, hey, let's just get our three here and play defense. But it's just like I, I I don't I guess Chris like my main point is I really don't get that play call on third and ten. Now if you if you truly find your mind, hey, we're, we're going to do a run here, we might we might catch it by surprise. But it wasn't even like a draw. It just seemed like a legit like, hey, we're in shock and we're going to do a handoff and hey, we'll just be happy with our three. That that's where I'm like, huh? Like, what what was the coach thinking there? And I didn't get that idea. And then since you did rush the ball down the field, you left Oklahoma with 81 seconds, and they scored within a minute. Like Dylan Gabriel, as you said, just lit up that defense because they're they're in a massive prevent. And I think the third play of that drive was about a, a 50 yard pass down the middle yeah. where the yep. dude caught the ball and he he had tons of room to run. Bam, bam, uh, bam! Here we are. So I'm not a Texas fan, but if I was, man, that would be a tough one to swallow because, hey, this is the highest rank you all have had in uh, quite a while. And you had your you had your rival beat. or You, you had him on the ropes. And then with some poor clock management, maybe a little bit of a questionable conservative way to finish your drive. And then you your defense. I mean, I can't even blame the defense. Like, OU's quarterback right. is, if, if you were to play uh, fantasy college football, would be like yeah. a top five pick this year. So he's no yeah. scrub. He's but been damn. producing no matter where he's been too. Um, what do you think out of the out of the ten though? I said if they if they uh, you know if they meet ten times, do you think Texas six six wins in there? Um, and do you think I, that as long as they keep their head on straight, they could uh, potentially win out and go right back at the Sooners and beat them in the in the Big Twelve uh, championship game? I, I can, yeah, I, I, I would say, because Vegas had them favored by five. And that's a neutral site. That's Vegas where I'm saying, hey, we think they're the better team. And for the mistakes we just mentioned, you could argue that, hey, Texas Price should have won the game or, you know, or had, had a decent chance. So I do think that they will have, uh, yeah, I, I do think they have a rematch. We were talking before the show, who is the third best team in the Big 12? And we didn't have a, a great answer. Oh, so you didn't. You didn't. I, I had yeah. my answer from jump. But with that being said, no, none of those teams should, in theory, knock off right. KU or not, not OU or UT. So there should be a rematch. Actually, I might have to go to that game because that's like my backyard where the Cowboys play. That'd be a fun one. But yeah, I do think there'll be a rematch. And if you're Oklahoma, though, you can't. You, know, you a lot of people thought that Cincinnati uh, could have beat them because looking at the stats of that game, the stats were about dead even. So you can't you can't take your foot off the pedal. You know. Uh, but especially in a year where you got about 10 teams who are all kind of all like looking to be a final four contender, uh, a slip up, you know, that, that could really hurt you for hiding down the road. But yeah, I, I do think we'll get a UTOU rematch. That was a hell of a fun game as they always do. They produced. Uh, I was happy for that game because uh, I always cheer for OU. I did bet on that one, but uh, hey, I always do hordes down all day. So what well, that was a hell of a fun game to watch though, my friend. Yeah, it really was. It, it always lives up to this crazy shit. Uh, for the, I mean, last year that was crazy shit. Actually, to be you know forty nine to zero, actually. Yeah. But well, but overall, <laughs> you know what they say, eight out of ten. Well, now nine out of the last eleven have come down to one score. Um, speaking of you know 
close one-score type games, and I say tight because ultimately it didn't turn out to be that way. But Mizzou jumps up early on LSU, 22 to 10. They got it through a pick. LSU cashed in a touchdown. Uh, nice drive to open up the second half for Mizzou. They miss a field goal. Um, Ten points later, off of a three and out, you know, in a, in a field goal and a touchdown drive, quick strikes, uh, especially on the, the touchdown drive for LSU. Next thing you know, they're up twenty-seven to twenty-five. Uh, still, though, you know, Mizzou comes right back, score, you know, has a good drive, gets up, and then there was another nice drive by LSU, but that was the one they missed a field goal. Let me check to make sure. Yeah, that was the one they missed a field goal. Came right back, had a three and out. I think there was a sack on that play. Back-to-back touchdowns for LSU. Um, and there was a turnover on downs, an interception touchdown, a, you know, a missed field goal, I suppose, late. <laughs> but um, what the hell happened there? What the hell happened there? And I do got to give credit, at least LSU in the second half showed that they have – some sort of defense playing on the other side, and it's not uh, two-hand touch. I was, oh, you know, and I, Daniels, you know, holy shit. I mean, this dude, this dude at quarterback for LSU is doing his thing this year. Yeah, it, it was. And, of course, Drake, I, I, I love Mizzou. I've always liked that school when my buddy went there. Uh, I still like the coach. Uh, but for the game itself, man, they – Mizzou played really good in the first half. They had a consistent, like, double-digit lead. But as you said, Chris, in the second half, whatever adjustments LSU made, it's like Mizzou's offense really did slow down. Uh, Brady Cook picked a really, really bad time for his first interception of the year. Um, It was a ball that he, like, literally just – this thing was 10 feet overthrown. It was just – it kind of hurt the flow of momentum. And I remember telling my buddy – I was like, hey, you know, I've heard all week about how LSU's got these two-star receivers. To Mizzou's secondary credit, you really didn't even see those guys do much. But the Jaden Daniels show was in full effect. That that dude, I, when, when you're consistently running quarterback draws for 20 to 45 yards, and it looks like your defense is in slow motion trying to tackle you, that's painful to watch. Like, there they really didn't pass the ball that much. Uh but th- there's got to be a linebacker or two to spy or maybe tell your defense not to rush up the field so fast. But it's just really weird, Chris, to say, hey, how would you all get beat? And you really got beat off the legs of a quarterback. And I'm not saying that he's not good. He's a, a tremendous athlete. But it-, it was almost like the Mizzou, it's like they didn't want to spy. And I know that obviously there's X's and O's that I probably can't comprehend and all that. But as a f- guy that knows a little bit about football – like, where were your linebackers when this dude is just running and running and running? And that's what got them. Uh, they, and then they had a, a pick six there at the end. It was really kind of a, well, hell, Missouri was actually driving to maybe take the lead again. And they had like a 25 yard fumble. And that was just a really unfortunate play, which kind of sunk the whole ship. But, um, hats off to that quarterback. That dude is freaking special. Uh, he needs some help clearly, but that, that, that dude's got wheels. Uh, Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, that was a loss you really could afford. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't going to be in the national title or anything anyways, but they maybe could have, if Georgia slipped up, they could have hung out there with Georgia. Who knows? But that was a bad Either loss. Way, it's a game you could have won. 
yeah, you had you had advantage the whole game, and then you let it slip. But again, I've watched LSU play as much this year. But dude, that Daniels, holy shit, you're 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 carrying that team on your back, and that guy's gonna be special. That that was a a certain athletic level that not all quarterbacks have in the country. Yeah, man. He, I mean, I remember when he was a true freshman, I believe it was. Maybe a redshirt. I think it was a true freshman. Eh, maybe redshirt because of COVID now. Uh, you know, at ASU, we're looking at this kid like, oh, wow, you know. And then it was like injuries and just, you know, media. I mean, saw what happened in general there. You know, it kind of fell apart beyond that first season. I think they got the nine wins or whatever. And he thought, oh, man, this could be something here. Herm's got something going on. Well, as it turns out, they did have something going on. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the right things, uh, or at least they got caught doing it because a lot of people do, you know, a whole bunch of stuff and they'll get caught. But, uh, man, he is really coming into it. You saw a good chunk of it last year, but this year, man, he's really just like you need some – you need 400 passing yards, I got you. You need almost 300 and then 100 yards rushing, I got you. Um, USC gets down 17 to zero to Arizona, who I do like their coach. I think they're at least moving in the direct, right direction. They managed to get it to 17 to 14. Um, and ultimately, you know, um, got the lead. It was tied down the stretch, 28, 28, you know, ended up getting the job done, but it was, uh, it was a rough one. It was a rough one. Not the best uh, for the former, or not former, but returning Heisman, um, you know, winner. He was kind of all over the place. The offensive line was not doing all that good. It just, it's just kind of shaky, as we know that defense isn't that good at all. Um, so that game, and also, what the fuck, Mario, is uh, the Miami game. He messed up bad, should have taken a knee. Like I said, even if shit went wrong where there was a false start or something, you still – you just could have handled it differently. Should have taken a knee twice or a knee and then run around or something. I mean, whatever. Just I, I understand some things can go wrong when you take a knee, but it, it, it really decreases the chances when you take a knee. So he fucked up. But at the same time, I'll give Georgia Tech – a lot of credit because of the balls they, you know, they showed a lot of balls that head coaches say, fuck it, dude, we're going for it. We're at the 44-yard line. Let's go for the touchdown and to end this thing. So that was pretty big. What do you think of those two uh, outcomes? I guess my USC thing's going to be very quick. I'm just going to ask you a question. Is this the same USC team as last year? Like a good quarterback, good offense, defense sucks. Great, great quarterback. Um, yeah, gr- sorry. Kidding. Yeah, great. But we're what they're they're, yeah, they're ranked like high. It. it looks like it. But yep. dude, it's like yeah, it's like we're they they ain't gonna win the title because when they have they to play get off someone, the edges, they can get pressure. <coughs> um, but yeah, it's it's rough. It, it's just like and, and you keep kind of dicking around with these two teams. Like the last two weeks, they played like well, hell, they almost blew a twenty-eight point lead, Colorado. This weekend is surviving OT. It's just like yeah, they I, haven't even played a big time matchup yet. No. And, you know, when, when those happen, when you have to go to Washington and Oregon, Oregon State, you, you aren't going to be able to just run those, run those teams out the gym. So I like USC. I always have. It's been my longest team I've ever supported as a college football fan. But uh, that defense is not elite. It's not even – it's just – it's not good enough. So they're fun to watch. It's always kind of entertaining. But uh, for big picture, like, dude, you got Oregon, Washington. Like, those teams, are, I think, are just better over a football team. So, hey, credit for the win. 
Well, next Killed year, you're going to be in some cold weather. Slow you down, like Utah style. Yep. You, you like Utah style? Well, guess what? Or actually, they don't like playing Utah. Uh, well, we got all four or five Utahs, and, you know, coming yeah. over, like either coming over because, you know, you could line up, uh, you know, Oregon has those fives sometimes too, where they'll just smash mouth you with the run game. But we got, we got it. You know, Michigan is that, you know, but better, more talented. So they, they, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. Let's let, you could talk about crystal ball, which I think plays into, uh, Bama's win over A&M too. We're talking about last second, you know, uh, sure. bad calls. Like I said, I'm a Miami fan, but crystal ball leads the way this week hands down. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm sure you've heard this on any sport cast you'll listen to this week, sport podcast, whatever. Um, it was just a really bad call. Like, if you do take the knee there, and I think there was like six seconds left, the clock runs out. Um, that was – and I heard one per – like, you know, people – It was longer we, than that, seconds-wise, six seconds. It was longer than that. Okay. But, yes, because they couldn't have drove driven the ball. You know what I mean? They had to go drive the ball. So they, they it was much longer than that, but they could have burnt the clock out theoretically. Or, or oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. If they if they take the knee, because I think they snapped the ball with like thirty five seconds to go. So if you take it, yeah. But that was just a call where like, dude, you, you made a mistake. And of course, Twitter, being Twitter that is, he did the same thing back in the day to Oregon, which cost me a yeah, Stanford, where he nope. did want to take a knee. So that's just really poor coaching. Like you know, and I know fan bases and fans will make the passionate, you know, for being too too involved in games. Like hey, that's a fireable offense. That one almost really is, because I, I know a lot of times people use that expression of like, oh, you know, like a coach made a bad call, fire his ass, you know. But that that's one where, as if you're the AD, you're like, dude, like you, your program, like that should have been a win for us last night. Like that's that is that is a that is a term where for once it's like, and obviously you didn't get fired today, but there's no excuse for it. Uh, well, he shouldn't just, get fired. No, but I'm but decisions like that make you wonder, like what, what, yeah. why are you running our program? Like that, that was in it. Yeah, it was that's a, why uh, decisions like that. I'm, I'm I'll say this. I'm so ha- like with a, a coach like him, you have to have great coordinators, which they do right now. But let's say if it goes seven to ten years, can you continually bring in great? You know, coordinators. Well, financially, sure. you could probably say you could. You know, financially, you should be able to. But yeah. not always does it fit. You know, sometimes True. you bring in a great coordinator, but they want to do something else. So, um, yeah, that's that. That was so. uh, inexcusable. Like I said, though, I'll give Georgia Tech credit because they 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 completed a thirty yard pass like nothing, and then literally with one or two seconds left. At the buzzer, damn near, they completed a 44-yard touchdown pass. That's saying something, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow. And I'd have been just fine with an ugly look-ahead game because this was the spot, look-ahead, and I didn't put any kind of plus number on Georgia Tech or anything like that. But they have North Carolina and Clemson coming. Um, and they still have their toughest games. So, you know, they really only had A&M so far. Um they got down early in that game, then they came to look great, you know, and then they've been blowing away the competition like they should. They should have blown these guys out. But, you know, to look ahead, fucking play like shit, the quarterback played like shit, and still be able to win this game is a lot better than how you lost this game. You know what I mean? 
Let's yeah. go Bama and um and A and M. Yeah, that, that that was uh that was a good game though. Very competitive. It, it was. That was close throughout the whole game. Uh I think we kind of broke that out pretty well. Um we thought the Bama was the better team to be favored, but you know, Bama's always had some issues at AM. They're always played tight there and they always have been a rivalry, you know, Jimbo and Say like talking a little smack to each other in the uh, in the in the news clippings, uh, but that was just that was just a close football game. And as you said, that Milroy is starting to get better, which is fair. Again, the Bama is going through a regular college football fan season where your quarterback is not elite yet. You do not have Tua or a guy who's going to be an automatic first round draft pick. Like you're going through what a regular college football fan does, but. I still got to believe that Saban's a good coach. He's got his offensive coaches who are making this kid get better. Like, you know, they, they were having their panic attacks there because they're not used to being a regular college football team. But Milroy's making progress. He's improved from his Texas game. He still has the wheels, but now they're making the throws. And their offense did just enough. There was a couple of, like, uh, great special teams plays made by A&M. That was, you're right, Chris, that was just a super fun game. But again, speaking of coaches, what comes down to decisions being made, uh, Jimbo Fisher, and th- this is this was his quote pretty much verbatim about how he thought that when he was on the uh, on the Bama forty yard line, he decided to punt because it was a fourth and one, not fourth and inches. To me, it's a game head, inches. It's a game inches, Marshall. <laughs> and if if you're a head coach that says you, you believe your team can make fourth and five inches, but not make fourth and one, I don't I don't get that mindset. Uh, because you well, a you should be able to believe in your offense that hey we can get a yard if we need it. And but I just I just think it kind of kills the locker. Like dude, if if you think you can get a half foot, why can't you get one foot? I just I don't know. That was just a weird a decision which turned out to backfire against them, obviously. And uh. Dan was able to win in a, in a one-possession game, but sometimes those really conservative play calls, and I'm not even a huge analytical guy like, you know, like uh, Staley's always just a hot topic guy for analytics of the Chargers head coach. That dude does so much random crap. So I'm not always in that favor of that, but it just when you say, oh, well, I, it was fourth and one was too long. Well, huh. Like, damn, you know, hey, believe your boys or B, don't say that to the media. Like, so people like me can talk about it. I just thought that was a weird call and, you're trying to be Bama, you're A&M, you're not going to win the title this year, but I would just want more confidence, I guess, in the guy calling the shots. Uh, I, I wouldn't compare this to what Cristobal did. Obviously, that's a way different, bigger mistake. But just yeah. believe your team to get a yard. Like, it's one yard, and you're trying to be Bama, and you're, you, you're, your guys battled their asses off. It Especially wasn't like it was a joke in the game. Yeah, no, you're trying, trying to, to beat Bama. It's a different – you can go, you know, that little extra dare, which is not sure. fourth and nine or something. No. You know? Yeah. yeah. So – I'm with you, but hey, if you're Bama, they're still they're still hanging around. This is not the now they they look bad against UCF or USF <laughs> three to three and a half. Hey, you looked like garbage against Ole Miss in the first half. You pulled this one out. So, is it the regular Bama team? No, but are they right there contending for a Final Four spot still at this point? Yeah, they are. And that they, young QB man, like he's, no, he's got to keep getting better. Who else? Who who out there thought he'd go for over three hundred yards? I don't know one fucking person that thought that that thing. True. I just it just don't. And yes, he had especially two misses where you're like, ooh, yeah, you stopped the clock too. That stopped the clock because the because the uh, well, that wasn't smart either. 
Yeah, yeah. Bama almost f that up too. With their but quick. it was an easy pass, and it was an open. You know, he could yes. have just ran a nice little run and gone down, and it'd been just fine. But he missed the fucking ball. He missed one earlier too, but turned right around, hit him in the back corner. Like he, it wasn't just all down the field passing because he's good at that randomly, like really good at that. But um, I got to give him credit. You know, if if we're gonna be tough on him, yeah. Um, you got to give him credit because, like I said, I don't know anyone that thought he'd get 300 yards. Now, you know, Miami did light up that secondary. I'll give you that. But they're a lot more, you know, they got more talent at quarterback and at wide receiver. Um, so, you know, you had um, Michigan and Georgia rolling. Michigan got a pick six, two of them in the game. But right away, pretty much knew that was over. But Georgia rolled – finally rolled a team that they or you know, like they really looked great against a solid Kentucky team. Um, I did take uh, – now I bought to 17, and I made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> but, uh, but Georgia did go out there and say, hey, we are a lot better than we've shown. Um, like I said, Michigan rolled. Great win by Oklahoma State. Um, that one kind of – you know, shook me a little bit like, oh, okay, slow start for the Buckeyes. They're still having problems running the ball and coming out on offense um, ready to go. But they pulled away on Maryland. I thought that defense played very good. If you look at, you know, stat-wise, Oregon State outlasted Cal. Uh, Ukula beat Washington State. I, I had, That was my other plus one. I got three out of five right, the plus 17 and a half Kentucky, and then the plus three and a half Washington State. Although that looked good for a second. That looked good for a second. Um, but the one I really want to talk about, there's only a couple more I want to talk about, but the one I want to talk about is credit to Louisville for getting the job done. They're undefeated. They were ranked 25th, beat Notre Dame. Um, you know, Notre Dame had a chance to win this game a couple times, and their offense failed them down the stretch. Um, and even when then all of a sudden when it was back-to-back touchdowns for Louisville, one quick strike, one nice drive, which, by the way, they ran the shit out of the ball. And, by the way, Notre Dame did 24-13. to Turnover on downs, interception, fumble. And this third and short cute shit, I just I don't know what's going on sometimes, because uh, you you're now a pro style offense with Sam Hartman in there. Well, then run a third and one pro style. Then what's all this trickery shit? So when they were intercepting and fumbling and turning over on downs, Louisville had a nice field goal, another field goal, three straight field goals. So credit to Louisville and Notre Dame offensively just cannot get out of their way. Hartman had a bad game. One of the picks wasn't his fault. The other was, uh, but that line fell apart. Like they're just kind of a, I don't know. It's like, you can't rely. Like they just couldn't run the ball, which is pretty crazy. Um, but then again, when you look at Louisville, they were fucking, they had so many guys by line of scrimmage Marshall. And you had two guys in the backfield. It was like rush blitzing. Like we're going to blitz either way. So, we're, you know, you're not going to be able to run on us. It really felt like that. And Notre Dame couldn't take advantage of it enough in the pass game. Um, 
a good point I heard this morning was the fact that they've they've kind of they kind of screwed themselves to their schedule. And so you do start the year in Dublin, which is different. You have not had a single bye. You play Ohio State, play at Duke, who, you know, maybe you didn't expect that to be ranked. But you've, so start the year weird with travel. Then, again, NC State was a little bit of, like, a, a tough game. But you go Ohio State, Duke, at Louisville, then you got USC next. There, There is something you said, but it's hard to get up for a lot of games. You had a back-breaking loss against Ohio State. You had to grind out against Duke. Now you had to go on the road to Louisville again. Now you got USC yeah, like, especially I do respect without the bye, like said. I do respect that Notre Dame plays a hard schedule. I, I truly think there's something to be said for that. They normally do win nine, ten games a year, but you need a bye, or you you can do the Georgia thing and the and the Bama thing. Like have some powder puffs in there. I know you did have like Tennessee Tech, but dude, there's no buys. Like that, it, it may, maybe the team is better than we think, but they've not had a bye week to recover, and it is hard to play the number sixteen, number seventeen, number twenty five. Now you got number yeah, yeah. ten. Like right. damn, They've had so. A tough schedule. Aside from the valid points, and these have been about, winnable games, both of them too. You know that they lost, so it's not like they're lost, lost, but no, yeah. So yeah, I, I just think that with the points you're making, maybe a, a week to rest or a little bit of an easier. I, I don't know. That is, it's just a, that's a hard ass schedule, and people do get tired. And but honestly, but I think along with the hard schedule, you we've hit this hammer the whole year is that their offense has really found a rhythm. Right. Because Hartman in the ACC was chucking the ball like crazy. I think people really thought that he was going to come and do the same thing in Notre Dame, but that there, it's it just seems like they've not been on the same page, or they're not showcasing the full array of talent that he uh, owns and desires to probably show again. Yeah, <laughs> they he, got a stud running back too, and they they have yet to set up the play action. That's what I thought would kill: run, 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 play action Hartman. You know, and it just hasn't. Yeah, because his numbers last year were elite. Like that, I really thought he'd be, be like a Heisman. Years. Yeah, I thought he'd yeah. be like a Heisman favorite just because oh, you're going to go to a good team, yeah, and be able to showcase your numbers. And but, that's what Notre Dame's needed too, right? That's stud yeah. quarterback. True. So I thought it was a man. He should have went to Bama, dude. Should have <laughs> went to Bama. Man, It'd hey, be a whole different open up discussion. Their offense when they got a good quarterback, don't they? That's yeah, the one. Yeah. I mean, you, they do. They ultimately yep. do. You know. I never thought they would, you know, uh, whatever, 12 years ago or whenever it is. I didn't think they'd do that, but they sure did, and it worked wonders. But uh, just, to, just to kind of wrap up this part, I just want to say one thing, and I hate the school too, but UCLA, uh, their defense is legit. So if they can make one, USC yeah. will be able to do too. Because if you think about it, UCLA, they lost a heartbreaker to Utah, and Utah scored a pick six on the first play. And then right. you shut down. Cam Ward, who has really, lit up the really. entire country. Yeah. They did a great so, job on him. I know it's really weird to say Pac-12 in defense, but this UCLA defense, I'll give them credit, because they used to be pretty scrubbish, too. Never USC or, like, oh, you like Lincoln Riley bad, but they, they've, they've had issues. But, dude, you've now shut down one of the hottest quarterbacks in the country, and you basically pitched a shutout against Utah. That UCLA, that, that UCLA team, you know, they have a pretty tough schedule coming up where they're going to play all the big dogs. Maybe maybe they'll be able to surprise some people. I know that a quarterback isn't uh, like like the one they had last couple of years, but it yeah, is weird. He's, he's young. He's definitely he young. He's come, he's, he needs to come around though here soon if they really want to make noise right now. Yeah, it's just it's it's rare it's rare to say Pac-12 teams have good defenses, but I'll give you like credit. They they yeah. have a pretty good defensive squad this year. So some some Pac-12. <laughs> no, yeah. No, you're right though. You're right. 
Uh, yeah, because usually it's just been like, well, I guess Oregon State has, you know, had some years where they had a good defense. But, yeah, usually it's Utah. It's the one that stands way out from that. Um, did get the uh, the plus 14.5 with Rutgers. I, I once uh, credit to Wyoming, too. They played, uh, you know, folks tough or came in there, you know, one loss against Fresno State. Fresno State as a ranked team. Looked a little shaky, like they're going to lose, and they did. Once I hit, saw it hit six, I bought it to seven. Um, and like you were saying off air before we hit record, you're like, that was the easiest one because they got up on them and then just kind of grinded out the game. That, that was uh, that was a pretty big win. Anything else uh, from week six before we start breaking down week seven here, my friend? Uh, hey, credit to Lane Kiffin for beating Arkansas, who's Arkansas. This is, they're having a tough year. This whatever. And uh, Colorado. Uh, hey, Dion's boys. I mean, they're obviously a little bit out of the media this week because they played Arizona State, but they came back and that uh. And he was on the Pac-12 network. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, it's you been at, like all week, every week now. People are like, oh, I want to see that game. Why? Why can't I? Oh, I wonder why. I Here. Jesus, I know. But I'll tell you this: if if they if which I think they probably will if if Sanders comes back and Hunter has to come back, then that's going to be a fun squad next year if Dion doesn't leave town. But credit to them. Hey, Dion's going to leave town if you say if. Oh, I, I assume they come back, but I'm just, I'm, sh- I'm sure people, but I'm sure a lot of schools are going to want to start sending him a checkbook saying, "Hey, dude, like look what you've been doing. You want to come be yeah. the big name at our school? I don't think you leave his son. We have, especially if his son comes back for a year. But I, I just think people well, are going to Hunter start has to come him. back. Hunter has to come back. Well, because um, he, he can't go pro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you can renegotiate deals, too, right? So you, they could extend him and tear up his current True. deal. Oh, yeah. Keep, yeah. You know, because he's already, I mean, what he's done financially for them right away, and if you look, you know, the next five, six years, I think they'd be ready to get some money. I, I, I think – They'd find someone in Colorado True. or somewhere to say, "Hey, I will personally pay Deion Sanders' uh, you know um, contract." Yes. Uh, so let, let's not act like he's going to leave now after one year. Now, if he does it, then we could say, "Hey, that's fucked up." But let's sure. let him do that before we say if he doesn't leave, because I don't think he's going to leave. I, I, I think that's I've heard of that a lot. I'm not just saying it because you said it, um, sure. but I've heard okay. that too many times, in my opinion. Where it's like, well, hold on, dude. Where would we say this to any other coaches? Like, I, I, I think we should just calm down on that. But anything else? Obviously, you know, after uh, after getting back on the the good foot, we 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 took a step back in a very winnable game in the crafty crappy pick of the yes. week. I actually had I had I had the uh, the game, you know, on my phone, just kind of chilling, very winnable. Didn't quite like get the job done, uh, but any other items? Because we do have to get into week six. Big uh, West no, Coast I, I, uh, games coming up. Let, 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 let's let's uh, let's not let's not take a knee. Let's just let's let's run this one out, Chris. <laughs> okay, um, that one hurt, um, but that's okay. Um, there's no set, way set that we're gonna love. set with love. Yeah, there's no way that I agree. Let's let's run it out because there's no way that they're gonna. Throw a forty-four yard pass, and, you know, in the last second. We'll be, we'll be. Um, number seven, Washington, the Washington Huskins, Huskies, Huskins, the uh, Huskies take on Oregon. Both five and zero. Oh. Um, 
you know, easily the biggest matchup yet. That's the one thing about the Pac-12. We've had some really interesting matchups, rank versus rank, but this one feels like, okay, this is the big daddy of them all as we speak, especially how these teams are built all around. Now you could say, you know, the Husky secondary, we still got to see if they've turned the corner. Um, I will say that. I don't. I don't know if they've turned the corner from last year because that was their biggest issue. Um, and you know, we got to look at Arizona a little differently now too, right? Because they, they've now had a couple of games where you're like, "Oh, this is that coach was with Miami for like a year or two uh, that Arizona has, and they um, then he went to Jacksonville, I believe. He's a pretty good mind. He's got Arizona, like I said, on the on the on the right track, but. I mean, one team's going to throw this ball all over the park. 446 yards of passing yards for Washington. On the flip side, don't get me wrong, the Ducks will put it in the air too, right? Three, almost 331 yards, but 227. They Let's put it this way. They run the ball a hundred over 100 yards more per game, okay? Um, now – you know, neither team has faced like a very like a great team. I think that's fair. I don't think yes. you can look at either side and be like, oh wow. You know, um, if Colorado had Hunter, that probably would have been their best test. Um, Texas Tech is very up and down. That was a close game. Arizona's what three and three. That was a close game. So, but they didn't get caught looking ahead enough to lose the game, and that's the important part. What says you about, you know, Husky Stadium, you know there's going to be a breeze, uh, 67.5, minus 2.5. What says you here, sir? How do you like this one playing out, my friend? I just don't think you can forget the um, the Bo Nix home road splits. Uh, I know we haven't talked about much this year, but that's a guy who normally has always been a much better quarterback at home than he is on the road. And I think that Penix is a little bit better of a quarterback in general. And I just, I'm just going to take the whole. It was team. at Texas Tech that game too. <laughs> I yeah, I just think that I just think that you're taking the slightly better quarterback. Well, I would say much better, but a better, better quarterback, better team. And well, and just on paper, you got to take the home home team advantage here in college football. Nine out of ten times. Sure. That is such a huge thing, and that that, that, that stadium one, it is fucking good. Yeah, you're right. That that's an underrated venue to go play at. That place will be it. It just I, I swear it always looks like the TV's bouncing, like when you, they do games there. Like that yeah. that place will be going insane. Uh, it's just the bay that it overlooks too. You know, yeah. it, it's dope. It's a great. It, it's setup. a cool vibe. So They're I gonna I think look good in the Big Ten. Maybe yeah. that's where I'm going to take a road trip to. There you for go. The Big Ten, huh? Yeah, a good little Hell game. Yeah. Go there in September, so it's still warm. Uh huh. Yeah, so I'm with you. I, I will take them. I just think they're the slightly better squad, and you're at home. Like I'll, I'll take that. I and it, you're right. You know, no team has truly been tested yet this year. So when we don't truly know, I'll take the yeah. I'll take the Huskies to get the job done. Go go U Dub. See, I as think, I think as, they win. As long as they don't have some kind of, you know, turnover issue. I do like Washington, but, man, run, run, play action, Knicks with his feet or his arm in that secondary does kind of like, mm, I don't know. I, it, I mean, it's pretty damn close to a 
50-50. So it's basically a 50-50. I mean, although, hold on, hold on, this just in. According to ESPN Analytics, basically a 55% chance that Oregon's going to get it done. But I, I'm with you. The oh, Knicks stuff. <laughs> but if they can start running and then hit that secondary up, that's, you know, that's going to be interesting. But I think I'm going to go over. I think I'm going to go over okay. on that one, too. But I'm with you. I'm, I, I like Washington. I think that they will uh, get the job done. But I'm going over, even though it's a sizable number, I'm going to go over. I, it does kind of feel like, I mean, no matter what, fourth quarter game will be for sure intact, uh, or you know, on the table, I should say. Um, so that'll be interesting. Staying on the West Coast, number fifteen Oregon State, number eighteen Ukla, both of them, you know, took losses in conference. So you don't want to take another loss here. What says you, my friend? I, I'm favoring uh, Oregon State here in DGU in the running game and the defense and. I like Oregon State in this one, but, you know, maybe, just maybe, um, Ukula with Moore, their, their youngster, maybe they can, you know, pull up, pull off the upset. I mean, it's not, I don't know, it, well, it probably wouldn't be a major upset. What is it? It's four. So, yeah, it's a pretty close game. What says you about this? And I'm 54, man. Mm, that's a good number to set. I'm not going to guarantee that it'll go under. I like that under because, as I just said, UCLA's offense ain't that good, but their defense is. Hey, they they shut down Cam Ward. I know it was at home, but, hell, they don't get people at their games anyways. Uh, And Oregon State will run the shit out of the ball. So, Yeah, I I actually really – I think that, yeah. So I'll take the under. And much like we talked about Notre Dame, kind of had a hard schedule. This is kind of a, a gauntlet of a schedule for UCLA as well. Because last week you had a, a hard-ass game with Washington State, which you were able to win. And now you got to go on the road to Corvallis, which is never an easy place to win. And, you know, mind you, the week before, yeah, they were at Utah. So you've got gone to Utah, beat Wazoo. Now you go to Corvallis? Yeah. Like, I think that that's just too much in a row to It's win. October 9th, too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're right. And the Utah score, 14 to 7. Wazoo State, Clay U, as I call it, because Clay Thompson, uh, 25 17. So I, I think the game goes under, and I do think that Oregon State wins. Uh, I just think that that's a, the gauntlet of a test in a row. But hey, if UCLA can win this one, that'll be hats off to the defense, because that, that's, that's yeah. three tough games in a row. But I, I would, I would bet the Beavers and bet the under. I think 54 is way too high. Again, Vegas knows, Vegas knows what Vegas knows, but, it just from how uh, UCLA has been playing games of late, I don't think their right. offense is going to explode on the road. Yeah, and if it was in the 40s, at least you'd go, well, this is still college football, dude. You know sure. what I mean? You're like, yeah, ah, man, they do put up points. But, yeah, I think I like the under as well. Um, all right. Ukula, or sorry, not Ukula, really close to the campus, though. USC, the Trojans and Irish, long-time rivalry. If Notre Dame had some balls, they would, uh, you know, go into the Big Ten, but they they want the ACC. They can pick and choose the five ones they want. They've won, like, what, 50 in a row or something like that. Um, no, they have a tough schedule. I'm just messing with them. Um, all right, dude. I mean, this is it. Hey, if you're ever going to go against – you know, this is a good time for a struggling offense. 
to go against it, right? To show some life on defense. I think if they if USC gets them in third down scenarios of seven, eight, nine, um, enough. I like USC because they can apply pressure. That's when they can get those defensive ends, and they can get pressure, but it has to be like at perfect times. The problem is they're giving up a buck fifty-seven on the ground, and Notre Dame would probably best serve to run, run, set up the play action like we were just talking about. Um, what do you think on this one, man? Because right now I, I'm actually favoring USC because I just I don't know. It's it's just too much of a head scratcher with Notre Dame right now, uh, but yeah, I think the key is third down and like six or seven and above. If that's what they're getting into more times than not, I like the Trojans. If not, if they can run the ball on them, uh, well, maybe another overtime game. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. USC has not played that good their last two games. They've just been able to win due to the fact they have some more talent. This is now Notre Dame's fourth ranked team in a row. Like Jesus Christ, that's that's hard for any school. Like you, even with the greater, like, oh, good God, uh, I I can't I I I don't know what to pick because USC has lost the top when they've had to play top tier teams for the last handful, five, six, seven years. So they, they finally lose. get the buy next week. Sorry, so they finally get a buy next week. Wait a second. <laughs> Aren't you? Oh wait. So they played in Dublin. The, they kicked off their season zero? in Dublin. Yeah. Week zero. Usually, when you're week zero, you get that next week off. I don't. Yeah, think they fucked they, up. Yeah, they I know. Because most of the time, when you play that week zero, you get the next week off. I remember when uh, Miami and Florida, Florida <laughs> played in week zero, and they don't. Oh, they do it. Okay, their second bye. Because usually that means you get two buys if you start week zero. So their second buy isn't until later in the season after Clemson. Jesus, yeah, I just wow. I yeah, I don't right. trust USC. This schedule. I don't trust USC in big games. I don't trust Notre Dame to play their fourth tough point in a row. So I don't I don't know what <laughs> yeah, to pick. Don't touch guy. it. <laughs> yes, I I'll cheer for USC because I'm a fan, but I will not touch this game with a ten foot pole. Uh, I guess for the show of science, I have to make a pick. I uh, I'll I'll I guess I'll take USC. Tough. I don't know. Yeah, I just I if Notre Dame had maybe had a buy, if USC's defense was slightly better, I'd lean either way. But I would not bet this game at all just because. Yeah, I've stated my reasons. So, hey, if Notre Dame, know. I, you know what? If Notre Dame finally hits a couple passes. <laughs> Um, against good teams, and this is the this is the the, the team you want to play if you're trying to get some confidence yep. on offense. For sure. Man. Uh, this is tough. I, I guess I'll go the other side just for the show, but I wouldn't touch it. Nor, no, not at all. I'll go Notre Dame, and even though I had a minus four last week, <laughs> I should have just been happy with the the cover. Uh, you know, the backdoor fucking run cover against Duke, but no, I had to go and get selfish about it. Okay, looking ahead, because that's exactly what Miami did, looking ahead ends UNC up to 12 now. Up to 12 in the country. Their best win is over the Gopher. No, um, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised right here if Miami wins this game. Um, But 
Hmm. On the road, in prime time, ABC. Ugh, three and a half. If it goes to five, maybe I'll I'll take plus five uh, Miami. But um, you know what? I'm gonna pick the upset. I'm gonna. I think they're gonna come in pissed off. They're gonna play at the <laughs> level that they're capable of. It's funny. I really thought they'd lose North Carolina, but now the situation's a little different. You're like, huh, they could come right back. But it might be continue continuation of poor play in some spots the next week. But, you know, for shits and giggles, I'll uh, I'll take Miami because it's still a, a, a tight game. And like I said, North Carolina's 6-0 and or 5-0, and but it's not like they have two or three just, wow, that was a huge, huge win, you know. Yeah, I will take North Carolina just because, well, A, the NCAA did the right thing and brought that Tez Walker back, who deserved it because of his situation. So kudos to taking your sweet effing time. But, hey, that kid should be playing football. So Yeah, just in time be- for Miami to play. Too. <laughs> what do you know? The ACC found – or not the ACC, the, the NCAA found, oh, you know what? Oh, they're playing Miami. Yeah, let's make sure we get this done. Yeah, so that kid got screwed over, but he's supposed to be like a, a first round draft pick. So good for him. He should be playing football. And I just think there's a bit of a hangover effect of the way that loss happened. Right. You know, I'm not saying like I have no. No, but that is the ball. dangerous of it. it yeah, can, it can steamroll because they got Clemson the next week too. So yeah, good call. So I mean, they, it could be just one of those tough weeks of the locker room. You know, players get a little distracted or unfocused from that loss. So, but I, just for those reasons, and obviously Drake May. Uh, who I didn't think was elite versus the Gophers. I thought Gophers forgot to cover people sometimes so I can make some passes. But I know what, I guess every time I don't watch him play, he does pretty well. So I'll take the potential first round draft pick quarterback. Potent- he's going in the first round. I got news for you. Well, not I should potential. say not potential first overall. Like he's a top five pick. Okay. Yeah. So I will take him against Miami. But, uh, Hey, if, if they bounce back, that was, I suppose that'd be a good sign to see his hurricane fan. But who knows? That, that was just such a weird way to lose. Who knows? It's hard to, uh, speculate what to, would occur for this week of practice for the Hurricanes. It's a lot easier to lose that or win that game ugly than it is yep. like this. You know, it's like okay, wake the fuck up. But this is like a wake up, but you're still holding on. Yeah, that that's a good. Call. And then you're looking at your coach, like, hey, coach, you gonna tell me to do this? Why don't you do this? You know, how about you do this? Um, and then like I talked about the plus numbers. Plus ten and a half, Wyoming Air Force. Air Force, they usually play them really well. Blah 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 blah. But ten and a half this season, I don't know. Um, Cal plus thirteen and a half, Utah. Who is starting at quarterback? Because if not, because if it's not Cam Rising, then I like thirteen and a half. Um, Iowa. Plus 10 against Wisconsin. Hey, Wisconsin, you know, looking like they're doing okay. Um, who is their best win? I, not anybody. Iowa's not great, but they're not horrible. So I, I, I like plus 10 Iowa. Plus 5 against TCU with BYU. Are we ready just to give away 5 points uh, when you're facing TCU coming up what they just did? I don't know. And then A and M three and a half. I thought it was five and a half. I wrote that down. Um, so if that goes up, maybe I'll buy it to six or five or something like that. Um, you know, against Tennessee. 
But th- there's some plus numbers to be had. Also, now we're just full-on football for a long time. Like 50 days it was, you know, uh, starting Thursday, I think it was. No, starting last Wednesday maybe. But Tuesday, Wednesdays, college football's back. Uh, Tulane, Memphis, both one-loss teams on Friday. Looking forward to that. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's a lot of just, you said, good, uh, fun games that should be close to expect this week. Uh, I know you said Iowa. Man, it, if you got the guts to bet Iowa when they have a backup quarterback in, I, I, I wish you all the best of luck, my friend. Because that, I'm that not betting Iowa to win the game, for Christ's sake. Okay? <laughs> just just the fact that... I heard the same thing with Rutgers, okay? But then I heard right, the same thing okay. with Kentucky, and it turned out that way. But they're not playing no goddamn Georgia. I'll say that. True. Yeah, that. that I just, fair. I don't know, dude. I don't know. They just have a way of keeping shit close. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, and, win, and or of, win or lose. Win or lose. You know, Iowa. And speaking of that Utah Cal, if Cam Rising is out, I would definitely take Cal. Cal's been good this year for, yeah, for what they're expecting. Been grinding it out. So you would assume that, that you would assume that that point spread tells you Cam Rising's playing. That's what I think too. But we, hey, if he if he isn't, we I would thought that gladly. week three and week two too, right? Yeah. He, he's out yeah. there. You see him warming up. Well, let me ask you this one. Uh, Mike Does it have anything back. to do with 1977 or no? Uh, I don't <laughs> believe so. Could be. A uh, and M Jimbo. They had their tough loss battle. They go to Tennessee. Tennessee's ranked. The one good game they played this year, they got their ass whooped by Florida. Uh, Milton obviously has a cannon arm, but he still hasn't made up, progressed as a quarterback yet. Who would you like? So Tennessee minus three and a half hosting the Aggies. I think it, this is a must win for Tennessee, I'm sure their perspective. But if you had to pick, all we see is Tennessee get whooped by Florida and beat some scrubs. What's your guts on this one? I, I would I mean, take Tennessee, I think, just barely. Yeah, it's a tough one, but that's why when I stopped, when I thought I saw five and a half, I was going to pick A&M. Um, and I may just buy those points, but I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you could say the same argument about uh, being hung over from a loss, you know, but it's a loss to Bama, not Georgia Tech. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, You know, I like A&M in this one. I actually like A&M. Uh, okay. At least with the points. At least with the points. I don't think Tennessee's going to – well, not steamroll, but I don't see them winning by, you know, being up by 10 and maybe scoring a, a you know, a field goal to close out the game. So I don't think it's going to be double digits, that's for sure. But obviously sure. Vegas doesn't either. But, yeah, the, to me that's – like I said, three and a half makes a little bit more sense then, you know, uh, because that is a pick game basically. But I, yeah. may, I may buy points on A&M. <laughs> well, then at the – at the same time, KU goes to Oklahoma State. Uh, I think I still think Oklahoma State's not a good football team. I know they did whoop up on K State, but God, it's so weird to think Kansas on the road against Oak State's a, a good pick. But KU's minus three and a half. That's another very enticing one. I would take. God, I I would still take Kansas, but man, it feels doesn't it feel weird to see Kansas favored at Oklahoma State? <laughs> I, yeah. I that, and then is Daniels for sure going to play then? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Monday. True. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That back issue is a little weird because he can even play and it can spark back up, you know? 
yeah, because when he does play, their offense is talented. But when there is kind of obviously like any other team, there's a bit of a drop off on the backups in. Huh. Yeah, it's a good, good, you know, good backup. No, yeah, nothing true. wrong with the backup. He's respectable. Yeah, but it's like clearly, like you said, it, it's not the same thing. And and you know, I don't know. Like I got to, you know, they they freaking, you know, they they well, they didn't they ran the ball basically. I mean, did they run for almost goddamn four hundred yards or some shit like that? Actually, let me look at it right now. Yeah, three. Oh shit, I forgot. Yeah, three ninety nine. Fifty-one wow. carries, three ninety-nine, seven point eight a clip for five TDs. So, being uh, eight for twelve, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ninety-one yards. This is like old school Nebraska in the eighties and nineties. Um, well, no, because Tommy Frazier in the nineties. But I mean, they just ran the shit out of the ball on that one. So, yeah, man, I don't know. You know, you UCF chose a. You know, the opening uh, Big 12 season to come out the way they played, <laughs> it shows a bad year to be, you know, not looking all that great. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's true. I guess there's uh, two more, which is jump off the board to me for surprising for picks. Uh, South Carolina's minus two at home against Florida. Yeah, that uh, was I, interesting, I too. I do think that Spencer Rattler's been doing all he can with that kind of makeshift offensive line. But, hey, they were up on half at Georgia. Like, they're not a scrub team, you know. So, and Florida, despite whooping up on Tennessee, hasn't looked that great against scrubs yeah. either. Which so team's going to show up? You know, yeah. Which team? We don't know. The home team, so, I guess? I don't know. I would take South Carolina minus the two. And this one, just because the SEC is always just kind of – like, Auburn's just a weird-ass team. I don't think LSU should be favored by 11 points against Auburn. Right. I know, I know Auburn's not great, but – they're like that LSU defense ain't gonna change stripes overnight. Where's so, it at? It's at LSU. It's but, at night. But uh, Auburn doesn't really have a dream this year, so it's not gonna go to die. You know what I mean? It is six o'clock. Ooh, you're oh LSU at night. Uh, well, they have a dream uh, to cover <laughs> this year. That's yeah. their dream to cover. Auburn's dream is to cover, and it may it, it may not go. It may not die. It may not die. Huh. Well, I, I, I LSU at night. I, I might have to retract my statement. Yeah, there is weird stuff with it. When that stadium is, when it's dark over the stadium, just like Kinnick at night, that that becomes a different beast. So maybe I will refrain from betting too much on Auburn Tigers. <laughs> that is a good call, though. That is a good call. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Are you ready for the uh, crafty, crappy pick of the week, my friend? Yes, sir. Three oh, and three, so we're okay. Yep. We're okay. Yep. We're okay. What, what do we got, sir? Okay, uh, I just saw Mizzou's going to KU minus two and a half UK or KU Cats. Uh, that should be a fun one, too. But for the crafty crap pick of the week, because that would be a slap in the face to Missouri as much as it Yeah, it's like, what? We, what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Marks, I know it was that person. Yeah, I know you don't like the coach, but for yeah. Christ's sakes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I had it pulled up. Uh, just, uh, just killing me, dude. I'm just... <laughs> Well, I had it pulled up. I Please think the mouse go while my my ESPN internet's still working. The the okay. mouse moved on me. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So, okay. Uh, bowling. Okay, so this is a two thirty ESPN Plus kickoff at UB hey, we're Stadium. On we're on the plus. <laughs> the spreads. It's a five point spread, so it's a it, a, a tish high. But there really was like last week we had like five to pick from. This week there really wasn't that many, but. 
the uh, Bowling Green Falcons are traveling to the Buffalo. Uh, oh, I picked the wrong one. Okay. The Buffalo Bulls. So Bowling Green two and four going to Buffalo two and four. Uh I I think this is a, a now I know that I just this is a, this is a bad game. Buffalo was good for a handful of years, and they've kind of digressed the last couple of years. Bowling Green, uh, well, they actually beat that uh, team that beat Miami last night. So I don't know what it says about the Miami loss. But Bowling Green at 30 walks into Buffalo. Uh, again, the spread's five. Okay, so what, what does your gut say for the Bowling Green Falcons taking on the Buffalo Bulls matchup, my friend? I mean, just off rip. I might, I might want to just side with that because they beat Georgia Tech for Christ's sake. I mean, and then they, you know, Liberty's, you know, undefeated this year. But I, you know, you could make an argument. Maybe they're not as good as they were two years ago or a year ago, whatever that you know great year it was. Um, so it's it's where is it? Is it in Bowling Green? It's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Okay, yep. I see now. UB Stadium tickets as low as thirty six, so they're selling some tickets there. If it's only thirty, it's not nine dollars to get in. That's a pretty okay. Okay, in Buffalo, upstate New York, you said okay. It's during the day though, so okay. By the end of the game, it might get a little chilly. Um, man, this is an interesting one. You're you're right about that. They beat a Power Five. Um, they. Didn't get devoured, even though they kind of did uh, against Michigan. Man, this wow, this is rough, dude. This is a rough one. Um, neither, you know, college standards wise, wise, neither one really can run, and neither one can stop the run. But Buffalo really can't stop the run or the pass. They clearly <laughs> have the 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 worst defense. But then you know, this is what's funny about these matchups. You go, okay, well. Look at their quarterback, four touchdowns, six interceptions. Like, oh, well, that's not really that good either. <laughs> but I'm going with my guy, Tyron, Tyron Stewart, okay, sophomore out of Memphis, Tennessee. This dude is going to run, 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 run. I'm going with the road team, the Bowling Green Falcons. That's what Ooh. I'm going. I think it's – I think I've only – is it only one road game this – a road team that I've taken this year, I think that's the case. Oh, uh, so you're going at least one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're going two. We're going okay. two. We're go- I don't care what, according to ESPN Analytics, 52.7, I don't care about that. I also don't care about, literally, I just saw that. Five, that, that does shake me up a little bit. Five and a half is actually sizable for this kind of matchup for Buffalo. But I, I'm going to hold on to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground, okay? They've okay. had a lot of tight games. Oh, man. This is a good one. This should be 50-50, actually. But I'm going to go with the ground game, quieting up that upstate New York crowd, my friend. All right. Okay. For the uh, famous alumni battle, we'll start off with the Bowling Green alumni. Uh, Nate Thurman was a basketball player. Uh, Dan Bildesma, I believe, was the former uh, a former Badger coach, I believe. Uh, after that, there's lots of famous people I do not recognize. Uh, lots of people I don't recognize. Oh, Scott Hamilton. Yeah, that was Olympian. Okay, so Boy Green's got an okay alumni. Oh, and Jay Crawford, the former, uh, I believe, media person. And, oh, Oral yeah, that's, that's a garbage list. 
Yeah, Rod, Rod Blake, Kevin Biesca. They still got a couple hockey players, but it's we've had better alumni. Now, for the University of Buffalo, uh, media person Wolf Blitzer, uh, the actor Ira Flateau, uh, and then, man, we, oof, Cleo Mack. Uh, man, this might be my worst uh, media or alumni match oh, they got the year. They got K.J. Osborne. KJ Osborne. Oh. oh, you know what? He actually graduated from Miami, technically, I think. Oh, okay. Or was he a graduate transfer? <laughs> I don't remember. Jesus Lord, this is a this is a this might be my worst alumni battle. I've done this for four years now. I normally pick the famous alumni of the schools I can't let my co-host pick. Uh I think Khalil Mack is the most accomplished person of the things I've chosen for the sports agenda. So I'm taking Buffalo. From the alumni battle, but man, that one is hideous. Uh, but with that being said, uh, hey, I'm, uh, now I know we're on a college football show, but I'm going to the, uh, Twins baseball play games with my dad, uh, tomorrow and the day after. So I have a little bit of a, just a, a baseball quick recap next week. And I will also be able to see my co-host and buy the man a beer because I'm back in town from Minneapolis for the week too. So a little bit of personal stories to share next week. Uh, I hope that something crazy does happen. And Chris, just for fun next week on the show, we should break down what it would be like if a college football playoff was to occur. Because I think as of right now, this week would be like Alabama going to like Texas for what that, that college football playoff is going to be absolutely incredible around this time next year. So as always, this would have been week. the year for 12. I'll tell you. Oh that. God. I, I know. I know. We next week we'll do, we'll break it down just for fun. Cause there's going to be man, three this, good teams next year and then that's it. Otherwise this year, it's about 15 that could win. <laughs> So, on that note, thanks for the support. We appreciate you, uh, and we'll be back next week. The boys are out. Have a good one. Peace.